the Blaze Radio Network. On Demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. one 800 913 Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Batches. I don't have to show you any stinking batches. This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. You know, I was watching the Senate floor. It, it occurred to me there's no business being done on the Senate floor. None of the people's business. All they use it for... These Democrats, as I'm watching CNN, is just a, a a place to complain and a politic. None of the people's business getting done on the Senate floor, by Democrats anyway. Welcome, everybody. It's Chris Salcedo Show. I'm glad you've tuned in. Telephone number is 888-900-3393, 888-900-3393. Uh, speaking of the Senate, uh, Senator John McCain just uh, plunged a knife in the back of energy producers, ensuring that $1.8 billion would not be saved and mountains of paperwork will be done every single every single year. Continued. Standing up for the bureaucracy, John McCain. Thank you, Arizona. Appreciate that. Good grief. Uh, getting in touch with the show is easy to do, folks, on social media. Please feel free to head on over to uh, Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX, Facebook, The Chris Salcedo Show. You can also find a presence on TheBlaze.com. Blaze.com in the channel section, you'll find the Chris Salcedo Show right there. Finding this program live, you can go to TheBlaze.com, stay right there, and just do backslash radio, Blaze.com slash radio. And then, uh, what am I missing? Oh, yeah, Uh, the SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher uh, apps are available for you, and the services are available for you, and you want on-demand listening. The apps you can download to your phone for listening immediately to anything that's on the blaze you can go to the blaze radio smartphone app or the iheart radio app yeah i am i i am loath to do this but i must correct uh an egregious error that was made by the top of the hour newscaster uh because i know the the bill in question with what she was making reference the the story goes the houston Police chief said he's going to go along with the law, which is that's newsworthy in and of itself. That a Democrat uh, law enforcement official will actually go along with the law. That's the news. But what the reporter stated or the anchor stated was that the Texas law that was an anti-sanctuary cities law would require 
police officials to uh, ask the immigration status of individuals for whatever reason, no matter what. And that's just not the case. That's a, that's a complete and utter falsehood. The Texas law primarily targets individuals who, who are in elected positions, who, who openly and wantonly aid illegal alien felons or illegal immigration. Um, and then it will allow a police officer to ask the question, excuse me, uh, the fact that you have no, you're in this accident and you're drunk, uh, drunk driving, caught drunk driving, uh, you have no license, you have no, no insurance and no identification, uh, are you an illegal alien? It allows them to ask, are you an illegal alien? It allow, doesn't necessarily predicate they have to. It is not required by this law. So uh, as loath as I am to correct uh, uh, the top of the hour news, that, that, that needed to be corrected. All right. Um, let's do the flip around here if we can. Let's go to some um, news organizations, see if they're have any, um, having any better luck getting things right. Let's, why not start with CNN, the leader of the basket of bias? They're talking to Focahontas, Madam Hysterical. She always seems to be in the perpetual state of hysteria, doesn't she? Constantly unhinged, always yelling, always manic, Elizabeth Warren. should be partisan. I don't think this should be about the Democrats are demanding. I think this is the American people want to see this. And I believe that everyone in Congress should also want to get to the bottom of this. And you're willing to bog down the Senate further? Look, the key thing here, let's, let's be clear what we're talking about. It's a president who wants to put himself above the law and what law is that? Sorry, Elizabeth Warren, what law are you accusing President Trump of violating, madam? You know that that I haven't even heard that yet. No, no one has articulated the law that President Trump is alleged to have violated. What law? What law, Elizabeth Warren, when it comes to Russia? And uh, alleged collusion was trying to help move that forward. Uh, that the Russians have been hacking systems throughout Europe. The Russians have developed a new weapon, and it threatens the very core of democracy. Here in the United States, we need to get to the bottom of the question of what influence the Russians have had and continue to have in our political system. It must be news to Elizabeth Warren that the Russians have attempted since the Soviet era to influence all manner of elections. Uh, we must get to the bottom of the extent, but how can, how does that, and I agree. I agree we need to get to the bottom of this. As a matter of fact, um, had I been the opportunity to to interview Miss Warren, I would have said, well, um, then, then would you support military action against Russia to, to punish them for getting involved in American elections? I would. Tell you what, here is a challenge from the Chris Salcedo show here on The Blaze to Senator Chuck Schumer, to Senator Elizabeth Warren. Why don't you come on board with me and call on President Obama, sorry, President Trump, call on President Trump to arm the Ukrainians and to give tactical support to the Ukrainians to drive Russia out of Ukraine. Why, why don't you call on us? Why don't you call, uh, join the Chris Salcedo show and we will arm our allies, the Ukrainians, to push to punish Russia 
for getting involved in our presidential election. Now, why don't you guys wait and see how many Democrats line up to take that challenge? Uh, let's go over to Fox. Involved with the Clinton email probe and worked closely with Director Comey, said to us, quote, no one can figure out how this POTUS, President of the United States, operates. And he went on to say that when Director Comey last year in July made the public statement about recommending against criminal charges with Hillary Clinton, he said the view among the agents on the case is that Comey was trying to save his boss, Loretta Lynch. He was trying to be the knight in shining armor because she had made a catastrophic decision by meeting with former President Bill Clinton on that Arizona tarmac just one week before Hillary Clinton's FBI interview. Yeah, James Comey and Loretta Lynch, uh, just like this. I mean, two peas in a pod. We all remember how James Comey got up there and articulated the list of offense after offense after offense that you and I would have been thrown in jail for, but... James Comey invented a new standard. James Comey said that uh, ignorance of the law is an excuse as long as your name is Hillary Clinton of the Democrat Party running for president of the United States. Anybody else in the country gets their butts thrown in jail, but Hillary Clinton gets to stay out because it's her. Because I want to bail out Loretta Lynch. And Loretta Lynch, you know, she owes Bill Clinton because Bill Clinton gave her her first big job, first big break. Hey, look, it's Sheila Jackson Lee over on Fox Business. Uh, who had just spoken, she's in for, for Sean Spicer today uh, at the press uh, briefing. She said she was surprised. Why aren't Democrats celebrating um, that this guy <laughs> who you say really kind of derailed Hillary Clinton's chances is now out? Uh, the, reason, the reason is because Democrats know how to govern. We don't just act politically. <laughs> I made the- We don't just act politically. That's all these jokers have been doing. Since the election, they can't accept they lost. Uh, uh, Lee committed to the institutional structure of government in the Constitution. There is an active investigation on the Russian probe that really is, besides the horrible health care bill, uh, is front and center in the American people's uh, minds. They know that there is a Russian probe going on regarding the collusion or alleged collusion or activities of those in President Trump's campaign and President Trump himself and those who may be in his administration. That should go forth. And our concern is it is going forth, you idiot. It is going forth. Director Donald Trump didn't. What did Susan Collins say yesterday? Donald Trump did not fire the entire Federal Bureau of Investigation. He fired James Comey who just weeks ago, your candidate, Hillary Clinton, say, said cost her the election. And that for the last few months, you Democrats have been saying deserves to go. Oh, let's, let's hear from another paragon of intelligence. Maxine Waters, Democrat, California, on MSNBS. If the president had not gone all over the country praising him about the way he handled Hillary and the emails, if the president had not said he had confidence in him, if the president had not said he was a part of his team, but, then, Congresswoman, it, it, yes. I understand that in the past he was praising him, but if you said that FBI Director James Comey had no credibility, wouldn't you support the fact that the president, then, then candidate oh, no, Trump, now President no, no, Trump, no, no, made no. the decision no. to get rid of him? No, no, not necessarily. And let me tell you. <laughs> Excuse me. Maxine Waters. What, see, and this shows you how, folks, let this be a lesson to you. 
Democrats will come out and say, this person has no credibility, I have no confidence in that person, but let's keep him in government anyway. That's, that's, and, and Sheila Jackson Lee said over on Fox Business, the Democrats know how to govern. That's how a Democrat governs. Listen to me. That's how a Democrat governs. This person sucks. This person isn't qualified. This person doesn't have my confidence. This person uh, should not be there, but we're not going to fire them. And we, the entire federal establishment is populated with people just like this, installed by Democrats who they know don't belong in government, but Democrats don't want to fire them. So all of America, listen to me, stop hiring Democrats. Back in a minute. He is a liberty-loving Latino conservative. Need we say more? The Chris Salcedo Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. Chris Salcedo show. Hey folks, I got to, uh, just to show you that when, uh, I get something wrong, I'm not afraid to let you folks know I got something wrong. I went back and listened to the top of the hour newscast to, to make sure I heard what I thought I heard. And I didn't, I didn't hear it correctly. The reporter correctly said that the Texas law would allow individuals, uh, in law enforcement to question somebody's immigration status for whatever reason. And not that now it can't be for whatever reason, because racial profiling is forbidden in the state of Texas. I, I wish that addendum would have been thrown in there, but the law does allow it, doesn't require it. I thought she had said it was required by the law. So that was my mistake and uh, not afraid to let you know I make them um, as, as much as I like to think that uh, I get things, uh, and we do try to get everything right as, as often as we possibly can here in the Salcedo show once in a while. Uh, I don't hear something correctly. Anyway, uh, you know what? And to be quite frank, somebody on, um, on social media today was basically making that allegation. So it was my assumption they were listening to a, a news outlet, much like our top of the hour news service and maybe heard it that way. But nothing, nothing, uh, that, that wasn't the case. They got it right at the top of the hour. This law in Texas would allow law enforcement to inquire about somebody's legal status for whatever reason. But again, with it, as long as the other laws in the state are complied with and racial profiling is illegal in the state of Texas, by the way. So race has nothing to do with it. It might have something to do with, oh, gee, you're, in an automobile accident, you have no insurance, you have no identification, you don't speak English, you're speaking to me in uh, Chinese or Arabic, and I, I can't understand you, and, oh, might you be illegally in this country? It allows them to ask those questions. All right, let's get to the uh, 
the Comey firing, uh, that was, of course, all the subtext on the flip around. And there's there's a lot to cover here and several angles. Now, let's start here with where the show has always stood, not always, but since last summer, has stood on James Comey. It is um, wrong. It is uh, not the standard in the United States of America to declare that if you that that ignorance of the law is an excuse not to be punished for violating it. If there is no doubt in any American's mind that if James Comey had gotten up there in the summer and rattled off all of those charges that somebody had violated, that any individual in the United States would have been in jail and prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law if their name had been had been anybody else except for Hillary Clinton. Because her name was Hillary Clinton, she was excused for violating the law, for having an unsecured server, for having that secured server compromised, unsecured server compromised, for sending classified information out of that unsecured server and receiving classified information on that unsecured server. So we we knew back when when Comey, you know what? As a matter of fact, the Fox News Channel went through an exhaustive report. Not exhaustive. It was a it was a timeline, if you will, and it was pretty good. Um, uh, Trace Gallagher did it, and here's what it said. It's very critical to go over the timeline because, as you've been talking about, the genesis of the Comey firing dates back to July 5th of last year when Director Comey held a news conference saying the FBI had completed its investigation into Hillary Clinton's private server and was passing it along to the Department of Justice to decide whether or not to prosecute. But during the very same news conference, Comey concluded that Clinton had broken no laws and instead was simply careless in handling sensitive or highly classified information. Then... Director Comey said this, watch. Although there is evidence of potential violations of the statutes regarding the handling of classified information, our judgment is that no reasonable prosecutor would bring such a case. And that was never his call to make. So this is what Comey was saying. Well, yes, there's evidence the law was violated, but, you know, nobody would ever bring this case because it's Hillary. No reasonable prosecutor and well why didn't you put it in the prosecutor's hands and let them make the decision mr comey why did you prejudge as fbi director from that point on i lost confidence in james comey then 11 days before the election when he reopened the clinton case because of the thousands of emails found on on anthony weiner and uh, uma abedin weiner's laptop when he opened, when he reopened the case, then that that's when he lost the Democrats' confidence. So this man had no friends in Washington D.C. 
Critics accused him of simultaneously passing along the case to the attorney general and then passing along his judgment. Later that summer, while investigating the sexting scandal involving former Congressman Anthony Weiner, the feds confiscated a laptop belonging to Weiner and Clinton advisor Huma Abedin. Then in late October, 10 days before the election, Comey writes a letter to members of Congress reopening the Clinton email investigation, saying emails found on Weiner's laptop were potentially incriminating. Clinton's demand that the FBI release all the information it had was denied, and she still believes to this day the Comey letter may have cost her the election. But Comey's October surprise was followed by a November bombshell when just before the election, he writes another letter to Congress saying after further review, the FBI did not find anything new on the laptop. Now fast forward to last week when Director Comey testified on Capitol Hill about the emails saying that Huma Abedin forwarded hundreds of thousands of emails to her husband's laptop, including some with classified information. Today, the FBI corrected Comey's statement, telling the Senate Judiciary Committee that only a small number of emails had been forwarded and classified emails had not been forwarded. And that was news to everybody. We thought because James Comey had showed up last week that, oh, oh, something new here. Classified information on Anthony Weiner's laptop that he had eyes on. And it turns out, according to the FBI, when they had to correct the FBI director's record, uh, it wasn't the case. So he stepped out of bounds, stepped out of the lines, and it seems he was incompetent and kind of a kind of a spotlight hog. We'll talk more about this the other side of the break, folks. Salcedo Show. You're listening to The Chris Salcedo Show. Part of Generation Blaze on the Blaze Radio Network. Chris Salcedo is on the Blaze Radio Network. We'll continue to cover the uh, Comey firing folks from every single angle, but first want to get somebody else to weigh in on this. Let's have a conversation with uh, Ed Broadow. He is the world's top spokesman on the art of negotiation. Former SEC chairman Harvey Pitt dubbed Ed the king of negotiators. Forbes magazine agreed, ranking Ed as one of America's leading deal makers. Mr. Broadow is the author of the brand new book, in lies we trust how politicians and the media are deceiving of the American public. Sir, welcome back to the Chris Salcedo Show. Hi, nice to see you. All right. Well, sir, let's talk a little bit about the Comey firing. Uh, a, a lot is coming out about what Comey, we all know what he had done, but there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes that we're finding out now, that James, uh, in particular that James Comey didn't seem particularly interested in finding out who these leakers of classified information to the press were. However, he seemed committed to going after President Trump and and digging up uh, accusations or, or to prove accusations, unfounded accusations about Russian collusion, but was ignoring uh, crimes that we all know had been committed. What's your take? Well, you just said it all right there. I mean, the man has shown his incompetence time after time. Uh, he you know, the, the insistence on this whole this Russian investigation which has proved nothing, and, and, and my estimation will never prove anything, because there's nothing there. They keep going after that, but yet uh, Comey has refused to, uh, to, to go after the, the leakers. Who, who, that, that's where the real problem is. You know, who, who is doing all the leaking? Why doesn't he go after that? He wouldn't do it. 
But I think that he deserves to be fired simply for what he did with Hillary Clinton last year. I mean, that was a fiasco. He usurped the function of the Justice Department of the Loretta Lynch when he said, here are all of the things that uh, Hillary Clinton did, but we're not going to prosecute her uh, because nobody in his right mind would do it. But that wasn't his job. That wasn't his job, but he got away with it because um, uh, at that time, uh, Loretta Lynch was compromised by that crazy meeting that she had with uh, Bill Clinton on the airplane. Yeah, yeah, I know. We all remember it uh, well and how uh, – what do you make of the Democrats' outrage? A lot of us are, are, are identifying it as feigned outrage because mere months ago and even a, as, as soon as a couple of weeks ago, prominent Democrats like Hillary Clinton and Chuck Schumer were saying they had no – confidence in James Comey. Now, all of a sudden, they're feigning outrage that he was being released. Uh, Doesn't this reveal the Democrats as being, as as they always are, in my estimation, nakedly nakedly political? Yeah, I mean, they'll do anything to try to take Trump down. So uh, if it involves hypocrisy, that doesn't bother them at all. I mean, you you have these videos of Chuck Schumer saying, uh, you know, what a terrible guy Comey is, and now he's he's defending him. I mean, this is ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. But that's that's what they do. That's that's uh, that's all they've got. Ed Braddo, our guest right now, folks, in lies we trust how politicians and the media are deceiving the American people. Uh, the media, by and large, the what I call the basket of bias press has adopted the Democrats uh, talking points on this, basically saying that uh, the reason why Comey was fired, despite all of their lack of confidence, he was still going after Donald Trump and the Russian collusion. And the perception here is that because of that fact that Mr. Trump was firing James Comey uh, so that he would he, he was on the scent. He was a he was Inspector Clouseau and he and he had the he had the proof right there at, the, at, at his fingertips. It was just about ready to spring it. And that's why he was fired. Look, that that would have some meaning if there was. Uh, substance to this investigation. But as I said a minute ago, I think the whole thing is a farce. Uh, They've been supposedly they've been investigating this thing for almost a year. And uh, as far as we know, they have found nothing. They're not going to find anything. There is no there there. So the whole thing is is a joke to say that that, that Trump fired him because he was about to uh, to put Trump on the hot seat. That's that's Pure conjecture, uh, conjecture, and and it's based on nothing. Yeah, I, I I concur. Now let's let's focus on on Mr. Rosenstein, who is the the Deputy Attorney General. Now this guy served under President George W. Bush and Barack Obama, and he had done an extensive investigation and and concluded that if you're going to rebuild the American people's faith in the FBI, which James Comey was probably the, the single largest perpetrator in eroding confidence in the FBI because of, of the stuff you've already talked about, Ed, that, uh, that, that, that Mr. Comey was, was the one that had to go. And I think Mr. Rosenstein, in his, in his recommendation to the president, made a very strong and researched and compelling case, citing not only Republicans, but guys like uh, Eric Holder and, and, and Jamie Gorelick citing all of their concerns about Comey's behavior, which was, let's just say, outside the lines by any stretch of the imagination. Do you think that Mr. Rosenstein, who was just confirmed a couple of weeks ago, uh, overwhelmingly by the Senate, 
do you think he was he was well founded in his evaluation of Comey? Totally, totally. You know, they're, they're trying to compare Trump's firing of Comey to uh, something that Nixon uh, did, but I, I would compare it more to uh, uh, Harry Truman firing Douglas MacArthur. Think How about so? It. Well, uh, Truman had. Uh, Set the, the the government's policy regarding Korea, mm-hmm. uh, and that, the policy was that we were not going to get involved in, in a, uh, a war with the Chinese. And MacArthur at that time wanted to go in. He was <laughs> he was uh, overstepping his bounds as a military man, getting into the political arena by by demanding that we go into China against the the. Uh, the Truman uh, administration. So yeah, Truman I, fired him, which he was yeah. right to do. I get, I, I get, that, I get uh, your parallels now. And by the way, the Saturday night massacre, we're going to, we're going to deal with that next. The Democrats are saying this is, this reeks of something that's Nixonian and, and nothing could be further from the truth. And uh, my estimation, Ed, is that Democrats are banking on the people's ignorance of what ha- actually happened. And we'll address that. Uh, coming up next, Ed Bradow, everybody. Uh, the name of the book is In Lies We Trust, How Politicians and the Media Are Deceiving the American People. Always appreciate the visit, sir. We'll talk again. Thank you. All right, so it's Fox News Channel coming up with this with this compilation of Democrat reaction, hyperventilating over James Comey's firing, as we just alluded to. The fact that they, they were calling for his head for so many months. Now that I got it, now they're saying, oh, he was... He was Saint James Comey. Uh, Here's Fox News Channel's compilation. If Deputy Attorney General Rosenstein does not appoint an independent special prosecutor, every American will rightly suspect that the decision to fire Director Comey was part of a cover-up. You know what? Chuck Schumer, let's you and I make a deal. I'll join Chuck Schumer's call for a special prosecutor into the the alleged Trump-Russia collusion if, and and if, we can also have a special prosecutor to look into Hillary Clinton's shady dealings with Uranium One, shady dealings with the Clinton Foundation and trading uh, money for influence, if we can have a special prosecutor to look into the email scandal. Tell you what, that, uh, let, let's let's all agree together, shall we, Chuck Schumer? Because I know for a fact that you Democrats are going to find nothing in your collusion investigation. But there is a treasure trove to not only, figuratively speaking, hang Hillary Clinton, but also ensnare many of your Democrats, Chuck Schumer, and maybe even you, in the cover-up of Hillary Clinton's shady dealings, selling influence to foreign powers, including the Russians, and also Hillary Clinton's compromising national security, which we have still not conducted a damage assessment over those. So I, you know what, Chuck Schumer, I agree. I agree. Let's have a special prosecutor for each, and let's see what side, which side is more damaged. If I were Trump, I'd say it. Trump knows there's nothing there. Trump knows and understands there's no collusion between the Russians. There's no crime that's being alleged. James Comey told him three times. He's not under investigation for anything. 
Let's get that special prosecutor, shall we? For both. Donald Trump doesn't want anyone coming any place close to an active investigation into the relationship between the Russians, the Trump campaign, and Donald Trump himself. It looks and feels very much like that Saturday night massacre when Richard Nixon fired one attorney general after another when they refused to fire Archibald Cox, who was investigating potentially the president of the United States. So is this Nixonian? Is this a a Saturday night massacre? Well, someone who was there was on with Tucker last night covering this, an actual news person. His name is Britt Hume, and Tucker was very curious to hear about to hear his take on these parallels that are being alleged by hysterical Democrats. Britt, you're one of the only people I know who actually covered the famous Saturday Night Massacre in 1973. When the special prosecutor was dismissed, you're hearing comparisons to that event tonight. Are they valid? Well, remember this about the, the occurrence of the Saturday Night Massacre. The investigation into the alleged crimes of Watergate was very well advanced, and a great deal of evidence of wrongdoing had been uncovered both in congressional hearings and in the and in the criminal investigations that were going forward. And Archibald Cox, the independent counsel, the special prosecutor had been named, was very far along in that investigation. Lots of evidence and everybody knew it. Lots of evidence and everybody knew it. There's no evidence here. There's no evidence in collusion between Trump and Russia or his campaign in Russia. As a matter of fact, Every single time for the last year, remember, this investigation's been going on for a year, James Comey admitted. Every single time a Democrat is asked in elected, in elected uh, positions, where, uh, can you now show us the evidence of collusion? Well, we have no evidence of collusion. Well, we have no evidence of collusion. Still no evidence of collusion. Six months. Still no evidence of collusion. Eight months. Still no evidence of collusion. Nine months. Still no evidence of collusion. There is nowhere, this is nowhere near similar to what was going on in, in 1973. Yeah. And it was unmistakable uh, what happened and pretty much why. Um, he did not have, as this FBI director had, this long and checkered history in which members of both parties agreed that he had misbehaved badly. Right. You know, he was, he was as pure as a driven snow, as far as everybody knew. Now, he might have been a partisan Democrat. I don't think he was. But nonetheless, he had a clean record. Comey does not. Yeah. Comey has a very sketchy record of running the FBI. Back in a minute, it's Chris Salcedo Show here on The Blaze. Don't go anywhere. Keep up with The Chris Salcedo Show on Facebook and on Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX. Just another way to stay in touch with Chris on the Blaze Radio Network. Salcedo Show. All right, welcome back, folks. Um, Rand Paul this morning was on Fox News Channel, and he was talking about this whole thing. And uh, I thought he had a, a pretty good take on on Comey. You know, I think it couldn't happen soon enough. I've uh, I'd lost confidence in Comey a long time ago. In fact, I never even voted for his confirmation because I doubted his ability to run the FBI. But I would say that most of America 
thought that he botched the Clinton email scandal. All the Democrats thought he said too much, and all the Republicans thought he didn't do enough. So he had the confidence of almost no one. Mm. Chuck Schumer said six months ago that he had lost confidence in him. But I thought it was especially telling that in the letter that the uh, assistant attorney general sent, he said that Eric Holder said that Comey had violated long-standing Department of Justice procedures. And I think without question that's true. And I think he politicized something by take, making way too many statements to the press. So I think it is time for new leadership at the FBI. Yeah, as I'm coming up next hour, I'm going to play a story. Actually, a couple of stories. One from Tucker Carlson, the other one from uh, Carl Rove, who indicated that James Comey was not a very good guy and uh, was a, a camera hog, a limelight seeker, and someone in his appointed position, non-elected position, uh, was feared. Feared by our elected representatives. So uh, Rand Paul continued to talk about, about uh, uh, this situation. I want to remind America of the Democrats, they're on a witch hunt to prove this Trump-Russia collusion. And he, and he brought up a fantastic point. I think I, I brought it up earlier in the hour. I don't even, not only is there no evidence that the Trump administration or campaign was connected to Russia or committed any crime, no evidence at all of committing a crime. There's not even an, an accusation that I know of, of what crime would have potentially be committed. Yeah, well, all these geniuses in the basket of biased press, they, they, are, they never ask, excuse me, uh, what what law is the pre- or do you think the president violated? What law did President Trump violate? Are you making an accusation? Well, we don't know. We don't have any proof. What law? We don't know. We're going to continue to find out that he broke some law somewhere sometime. And 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 that's what this. And don't forget, every single time a Democrat is asked, here's Chris Murphy, just uh, two days ago. Were there ties between the Trump campaign, direct ties, and Russia? Uh, former DNI uh, Jim Clapper said, "Look, I can't make that claim. I can't find a straight line of collusion between the Trump campaign and Russia. No one has said that on an official level yet. Do you believe there's been collusion between the Trump campaign and Russia, from what you know? So I, I, I don't know. We sure. <laughs> I don't know." don't have a smoking gun don't have a smoking gun that's been the answer for the last flipping eight months but they're gonna keep on digging folks hour two of the salcedo show roars your way next be right back 888-900-3393 the chris salcedo show on the blaze radio network Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Vaches. I don't have to show you any stinking vaches. This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. You know, if any of you are thinking about that, that, that James Comey firing is bad, I'd love to hear your rationale for it. I mean... I haven't been a fan for months, so uh, the fact that he's gone, it's, it's about time. You know, folks are saying this is, this is Trump cleaning out the deep state. This is Trump draining the swamp, and Comey's part of the swamp. They said he couldn't, couldn't get it done with, with him there. The, the deputy attorney general, and it had to be the deputy attorney general because Jeff Sessions, the acting attorney general, had to recuse himself. 
because of the uh, because he met with a Russian ambassador when he was a senator. Oh, good grief. So, which is what he's supposed to do, by the way. Rand Paul continued his lament about um, about th- this whole th- this this witch hunt for a Trump Russia collusion connection. So all this breathless talk about people. There's a lot of hypocrisy going on. Many of these Democrats, including Chuck Schumer, said they lost confidence in Comey a long time ago. Hillary Clinton's been blaming Comey. They should be thanking President Trump for getting rid of Comey because he politicized something that may well have had something to do with uh, Hillary Clinton's mm-hmm. loss. So I think it's a lot of crocodile tears and a lot of people saying, you know, they, they, they were forgetting rid of Comey too, but now they're going to say it's all about this Russia investigation, which hasn't produced one iota of evidence that anybody did anything wrong or broke the law. Yeah, that's true. And it's, again, been going on for a year. And Democrats want it to go on for four years. And it's it's nakedly political. They don't care about the they don't care about the best interests of the country. They don't care about national security. I mean, the fact that they rolled over for the last eight years for everything Russia wanted to do, that's proof positive, folks. They don't care about holding Russia in check. Back when the, the Soviet Union wasn't trying to interfere in our elections, Democrats didn't care. They didn't want to lift a finger. And right now, you know what? Frankly, they don't care either. As I said, the Chris Salcedo Show is challenging Chuck Schumer, challenging Nancy Pelosi. Support our call to punish Russia for interfering in our elections. Let's arm the Ukrainians. Let's give them tactical support, intelligence support, so they can drive the Russians out of Crimea as punishment for Russia trying to interfere in our elections. Join me, Chuck Schumer. Join me, Nancy Pelosi. They're, they're not going to. You know why, folks? They don't want to punish Russia. Vladimir Putin is their ideological kin. They don't want to punish him. They just want to, they just want to harm Trump so they can get back into power. That's it. That's all. So if you want to weigh in, if you are unhappy or happy about James Comey going bye-bye, 888-933-93, You can go to um, Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX at C-H-R-I-S-S-A-L-C-E-D-O-T-X as in Texas, or to the Facebook page, The Chris Salcedo Show. You'll find a handy-dandy email link on Facebook, the Facebook page as well. So predictably, Chuck Schumer, we played you that that montage earlier of Democrats, you know, losing their minds. Well, Chuck Schumer uh, started off yesterday after he, he, the president actually called and, and told Chuck Schumer this was going to go down. And Chuck Schumer recounted that phone call. I told the president, Mr. President, with all due respect, you were making a big mistake. Oh, yes, because we know how much Chuck Schumer wants President Trump to succeed. The first question the administration has to answer is why now? Oh, I can I can answer that for you, Chucky. Hey, Chucky Schumer, I can tell you why. You see, the president had to wait because you Democrats have been playing politics and basically saying that anybody who ever had a conversation with a Russian who happens to be a Republican. All you Democrats can talk with Russians all you want. And that, that, that's not untoward. 
But a Republican talking with a Russian, well, they must recuse themselves. So we had an acting attorney general who couldn't do what needed to be done. So we had to wait for you lazy liberals to get up off your duffs and actually confirm Trump's cabinet. And two weeks ago, Chucky, you confirmed with, uh, by the way, praise, mountains and mountains of praise, the deputy attorney general. And the deputy attorney general went to work. Again, this is a concept that you're not familiar with, Chuck Schumer, I understand. We call it work. You might want to look it up in the dictionary and uh, you'll understand what the deputy attorney general had begun to do. So he went to work and he did an investigation and he compiled as, as folks, I'm not going to be able to read this. It's a rather long uh, justification for the firing of, of Comey. But it's in the New York Times. It's on the Chris Salcedo Show Facebook page. There's a link there. And in this lengthy letter, the Deputy Attorney General of the United States, Rod Rosenstein, details very adequately, citing Democrats like Eric Holder, like Jamie Gorelick, and others, uh, Republicans as well, how James Comey had stepped out of out of bounds, stepped outside the lines, if you will. I think it's the popular phraseology around around uh, Washington, D.C. He didn't stick to his lane. And that's why the deputy attorney general recommended he go. Then the attorney general wrote to Trump saying, well, let me just read you the last stanza. The director of the FBI must be someone who follows faithfully the rules and principles of the Department of Justice and who sets the right example for our law enforcement officials and others in the department. Therefore, I must recommend that you remove Director James B. Comey Jr. and identify an experienced and qualified individual to lead the great men and women of the FBI, signed Attorney General Jeff Sessions. And that led to Donald Trump, the President of the United States, sending this letter to James Comey. I have received the attached letters from the Attorney General and Deputy Attorney General of the United States recommending your dismissal as the Director of the Federal Bureau of Investigation. I have accepted their recommendation, and you are hereby terminated and removed from office effective immediately. Well, I greatly appreciate you informing me on three separate occasions that I'm under investigation. I nevertheless concur with the judgment of the Department of Justice, and you are not able to effectively lead the Bureau or that you are not effectively able to lead the Bureau. It is essential that we find new leadership for the FBI that restores public trust and confidence in its vital law enforcement mission. I wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors. Donald J. Trump. So, Chuck Schumer, the answer to your question is why now? It's because you Dems have been so lazy collecting your paychecks and just using the Senate floor to be butthurt about an election where are we? May? Where May. And you're still butthurt. So that's why. That's why it's now. If the administration had objections to the way Director Comey handled the Clinton investigation, they had those objections the minute the president got into office. But they didn't fire him then. Why? Well, well, why? Well, that's because unlike the previous administration, this administration believes in thoughtful investigation being concluded. And it was. Everybody, 
all around Washington, D.C., is not impugning Rod Rosenstein. His one, two, yeah, two and a half, two and a half page examination of the results of his two week investigation are right there for everybody to see. You can go to the Chris Salcedo Show Facebook page and look up the look up the article. You can check it out and read it for yourself. It's very detailed and it's bipartisan in its criticism of James Comey. So, you know, the, the misgivings, you may have had a personal animus toward James Comey when you, came, when you came in as a candidate, but then when you're sworn in as president of the United States, Chucky Schumer, your perspective changed, and he wanted to make sure that he was making the right decision for the country. So he had his deputy attorney general look at it because you Democrats had politicized contact with Russians. The attorney general would have gotten to work on this months ago, but we had to wait for you lazy liberals to get your work done. I did it happen today. We know the House is investigating Russian interference in our elections that benefited the Trump campaign. We know the Senate is investigating. We know the FBI has been looking into whether the Trump campaign colluded with the Russians, a very serious offense. Were these investigations getting too close to home for yeah. the president? It is. Yeah, he's, uh, yeah, well, well, uh, we're, we're, he asks, he's asking questions, you see. Chuck Schumer's just asking the question. Uh, it's all been politicized. And then Chuck Schumer was caught unwittingly by a reporter uh, in a, in a, well, the reporter wasn't trying to nail Chuck Schumer. He was trying to nail Trump, but he did ask a very uncomfortable position and Chuck Schumer had no answer. Senator Schumer, you told me last year before the election that you had lost confidence in Jim Comey. Yeah. Uh, when we talked about that in the first hour, this is what Democrats do. They say they have no confidence, think this person is incompetent, but they ought to stay in government. This is why this is why Democrats shouldn't be elected, folks, is because Democrats believe people that don't have the confidence of those who hire them, the confidence of the American people, they ought to stay in government. And uh, Chuck Schumer says, well, well, I'll let him answer. Senator Schumer, you told me last year before the election that you had lost confidence in Jim Comey because of how he handled the email scheme. Uh, Do you think that the president's explanation that this is the reason why he's firing him now has credibility with you? Do you believe that? Or do you think that he's firing him for another reason? I never I never called on uh, the president to fire Director Comey. (laughs) I just said I had no confidence in him, but I don't want him fired. This is the Democrat way, folks. And if you if you take anything from this whole episode, you should take away this. The Democrats will get out there and they'll complain and they'll moan. And then they'll say, this person is unqualified, but I want them leading government. That's what Chuck Schumer, in effect, just said, that I don't have confidence in this person, but I want him as the director of the FBI. Does that make any sense? And it and it should lead many of you to question, why do we elect Democrats? Uh, some insight into Comey. And what kind of man he is comes up next. The Chris Salcedo Show right here on The Blaze. The next generation of talk radio. The Chris Salcedo Show on The Blaze Radio Network.
The Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Well, I think Chuck Schumer's just uh, being a political hack. There's obvious reason why it happened now, and that is when President Trump got into office and uh, President Trump began to install officials over at the Justice Department. This matter was turned over to Rod Rosenstein, who is a first-rate individual. He served as a U.S. attorney under President George W. Bush and then as a U.S. attorney under President Barack Obama. He is completely apolitical. He did a superb job in both administrations. He looked into this. I think John Roberts did a good thing by putting the focus in his report on that letter, and I hope people go online and read it. That's uh, Carl Rove reacting to the predictable partisanship of Chuck Schumer, a man who is more interested in his party than he is the safety of the nation. And we recommend that you do so as well, folks. That that letter by Rosenstein is is pretty thorough, and I don't know how anybody other than Chuck Schumer could uh, be read that and say, oh, yeah, James Comey deserves to be in the Federal Bureau of Investigation. When Democrats and Republicans come together and say this guy, this guy stepped out of uh, out of line and you can't have this type of freewheeling uh, 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 attention seeking reprobates in the Federal Bureau of Investigation. You just can't have it. And again, we we call him a reprobate because of what he did with Hillary Clinton in creating a new American standard of law that. Ignorance of the law is an excuse if your name is Hillary Clinton. Uh, Rove continued. Because he lays out the case there, as Judge Napolitano just did, that, that, that the rule of law was, was violated by uh, Director Comey in July. We have had, since the founding of our country, a division between the investigatory power of the police and the prosecutorial decision. We have divided those two. And he took it upon himself in July to step across that boundary without any authority in statute or practice and say, I am making the decision, not the attorney general or if she recused herself, the head of the National Security Division, I'm making the decision. And as the judge so ably pointed out, then proceeded to do what no prosecutor should do, which is have a bill of particulars about somebody that you're not indicting. And we, and we talked about that in the first hour, too, as Comey listed all of the offenses of Hillary Clinton, but just said, you know what? It's Hillary Clinton. and She's not getting indicted. So that's Carl Rove talking about uh, answering Chuck Schumer and how nakedly political he was being. But then Carl Rove shared a very interesting story. And this story was a story about how he interacted with James Comey back there in the George W. Bush administration. And this tells me everything I need to know about James Comey. Set the set the, uh, the 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 background. Uh, there was a critical national security information collection program that needed to be periodically revised, revisited, renewed, and the attorney general had to sign the renewal. And uh, Attorney General Ashcroft was ill and in the hospital, unbeknownst to the White House. He was so ill that authority had been passed to Comey as his deputy to act as the attorney general. The president calls up. Uh, General Ashcroft in the hospital says we need to reauthorize the program. Uh, I'm going to send Andy and Alberto Gonzalez, the White House counsel, over to you. He says, come on over. When they show up, there is Comey, who says uh, Ashcroft is so ill that he's not going to be able to sign this uh, renewal. And if you force him to resign the renewal, I will resign. It'll be bigger than Watergate. Why do you do that? 
what kind of guy and first off it shows it shows where his politics are James Comey you know if the Hillary Clinton debacle wasn't enough uh here's a guy working in as the the deputy attorney general when Ashcroft was in or uh, what was it? What 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 was the position? I don't think it was attorney general. It was um, why why all of a sudden am I drawing a blank on what Ashcroft did? Um, well, it, Comey was his deputy, his underling, and when Ashcroft was incapacitated, he stepped in. This guy was power tripping. This guy was power tripping. You're you're gonna deal with me now, Bushies. You're going to deal with me now. It'll be bigger than the Saturday Night Massacre. Now, this is a kind. This kind of program had constant revisions in it. Lawyers from the intelligence community, the White House, the Justice Department were constantly going over this program. So it could have been just as easy for him to call up and say, "Hey, I understand the president called General Ashcroft. He's so ill. Authority has devolved onto me. Uh, I've got some concerns. Can I come over and visit with you uh, so we can get this thing renewed? But I've got some concerns that we've got to resolve before I, I'm willing to sign the renewal." So I, I've, th- I've thought he's a hot dog, to be precise. And I, I thought so in July when he acted in an entirely inappropriate way. I think he also acted as a hot dog in an inappropriate way in October when he intruded back into the election. Oh, yeah. Ashcraft was AG. I'm not sure what who who else I had in mind. Uh, when I was thinking about I was thinking about some other politician in the Bush era that was DHS, a Department of Homeland Security. Uh, anyway, so John Ashcroft. Uh, had a deputy. His name was James Comey. And you could tell back then, at least according to Carl Rove, he wanted the spotlight. He wanted to be out there. He wanted to hobnob with all the decision makers. And this led to a situation where James Comey, not answering to the voters, not answering to the people of the United States, he started throwing around his power and as he did so, he started he started a a trend where he was feared by those in government. They didn't want to get on his bad side, so some folks may have been compromising their duty to you to not get on James Comey's bad side. And Tucker Carlson tells that story. On the other side of the break, it's Chris Salcedo's show. You're in the blaze. The Chris Salcedo Show, part of Generation Blaze, only on the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Chris Salcedo Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. So some more insight into what kind of guy James Comey was. A lot of folks, you guys jumping on, a lot of you are jumping on Twitter telling me, not sad to see James Comey go. I don't think, if Democrats are being honest, I don't think, I don't think they're sad to see him go either. They believe he cost them the election. But what's more important? Roasting Comey or attacking Trump. So that's why James Comey is now their best friend, even after they've spent months attacking him. Uh, 
Tucker Carlson revealed something about James Comey. It was news to me. It's kind of funny when when these kinds of things happen, when these guys lose their power base, how people are emboldened to talk about them and give you the truth about them. And here was Tucker last night on his show reminding us of the dangers of of unelected bureaucrats like James Comey. And we've sounded the alarm bells, too, on the program, uh, as has uh, uh, liberal professor Jonathan Turley talking about how this rising fourth branch of unelected bureaucrats is usurping our authority, the people's authority, and in so doing, usurping our liberty and freedom. And Tucker Carlson says the firing of James Comey, that's the lesson here. What this firing ought to remind us is that ultimately real power in a democracy resides with the voters. When unaccountable forces, whether they're at the CIA or Planned Parenthood or Exxon or the Department of Justice in this case, start making our biggest public policy decisions, we risk losing our democracy. Dictatorship by the unelected, that is the real threat to this country and our traditions. I agree. I agree. And that's what it is. You, you see evidence of this in the EPA. You see evidence of this in the, uh, uh, the education department. It's tyranny of the bureaucrats. It's a loss of liberty and freedom. They are supposed to administer law. They're not supposed to create it, and they're not supposed to, they're not supposed to be given all of this autonomy. The reason why they have so much autonomy is that uh, this government is so big, those 530, and, and, and a lot of those people up on Capitol Hill, those 535 people are so lazy the government's so big, they can't administer it. They can't, they can't oversee it. And that's why, that's one of the big reasons why the conservative pushes for limited, small government. So it can be actually administered, so it can be governed. But there is, there is no prayer these 535 individuals have of properly administering a government of this size. They can't do it. And so as a result, you get runaway budgets, you get runaway policymaking, and Democrats don't want to admit that big government fails, as it always does, so they allow it to keep on happening. Just so long as they keep getting elected and can draw their paychecks and can parlay their influence into massive fortunes. Just see Harry Reid. Well, heck, see any one of them. So Tucker Carlson is absolutely right. Uh, to put it succinctly, as Ronald Reagan put it, this government is too big and it spends too much. And I will add, of our money. Let's be honest. This firing of James Comey was overdue and everybody in Washington knows that. Comey was unfit for the office he held. The new president should have canned him the afternoon of the inauguration, but he didn't. Comey was too eccentric to run the FBI and too powerful for any of us to breathe easily while he was there. Just how powerful was James Comey? Let's put it this way. He was feared in a way that no appointed bureaucrat should ever be feared in a free society. Now, listen to those words. He was feared in a way that no unelected bureaucrat should be in a free society. I would say, elected or not, none of our bureaucrats should be feared. Remember, when the people fear government, you have tyranny. When the government fears the people, you have liberty. And James Comey was part of this 
unelected bureaucratic branch that believed in instilling fear in the people. Tyranny. Tyranny. And it wasn't just us who were afraid. Time and again, elected lawmakers on both sides came on this show and expressed worry and concern about his behavior. But they did so only during commercial breaks with the cameras off. Why? Because they were terrified at the prospect of criticizing him in public. They certainly don't have that fear of the sitting president of the United States. And that tells you everything you need to know about Jim Comey. Not only about Jim Comey, but also the president of the United States. That Donald Trump just wants to get stuff done. He doesn't want people living in fear. He's not the caricature that the Democrats paint of him. I wish he'd quit praising people like that, like, you know, Putin and <laughs> Kim Jong-un and all that kind of stuff. But, I mean, that aside. Um, so Tucker's lament there is is quite significant. Now, how did James Comey learn that he was no longer the FBI director? This is, this gave me an icky feeling. And probably the only, you got to be kidding me moment when it comes to how the Trump administration handled this. Comey was in Los Angeles. And my question to the Trump administration is, why didn't you know that? And, and I know they wanted to hit the five o'clock news shows, and they wanted to get on every, on every nightly newscast. I get that. But still, James Comey, well, the New York Times put this out, and it was Fox News commenting on this. To what Maria is saying about the timing. Um, uh, we're, the New York Times is reporting that Jim Comey was in place in Los Angeles already. He was at a big recruiting, FBI recruiting event there were TVs in the back of the room, and he learned of his firing when the news started flashing across the screen. Uh, so that, that's a pretty awkward and uncomfortable moment that transpired. And then we saw the firing out of these letters coming from the White House, and we know that Sean Spicer sort of instantly started telling the reporters what had happened. And then we saw the three letters which came out from President Trump, uh, a brief letter, then a uh, Attorney General Sessions, and then the longer, more, you know, sort of formative uh, thinking mm -hmm. letter from Rod Rosenstein. Um, Marie, you know, having been a spokesperson who, you know, brought news to the reporters, your quick thoughts on that? That is really stunning, Mark. Uh, yeah, that's Marie Har, folks, formerly of the Obama administration. But, I mean, yeah. that is that is not how the process should work. And whether you like Jim Comey or not, he has served this country. He has served the FBI. I agree with Dana. I have never been a, a big fan of Jim Comey, although I never thought that he should get fired. I thought he should be a better FBI director. There's another Democrat. Oh, I know. I, 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 we don't want him fired. We don't have any confidence in him. I'm not a fan of him, but we, he shouldn't be fired. <laughs> oh, by the way, the Dana that was being referenced, there, our very own Dana Lash, that was on uh, this program last night as well with Martha McCallum, her new program. And forgive me, Martha, for not remembering what it's called. Uh, the story, isn't that what it's called? The story? Anyway, well, things are changing so much over there at Fox News Channel. You, you can't keep up. So at any rate, so James Comey found out when the, the news, he's up there giving a speech. And the news flashes across the TV screens. And that's, and now the FBI director, James Comey. Uh, thank you, everybody. Uh, nice to be here. And um, <laughs> he stops as the, 
FBI director fired. Uh, yeah, that's kind of a that's kind of a poopy way to go. Uh, I, I I can't say. I I support that. Uh, last thing, and I know it's been very co- this is a huge deal, folks. I'm sorry we spent the majority of the show talking about this. This is a huge deal. There's another component about Comey you all need to know about. And it was brought to light by Fox News Channel's Catherine Herridge that James Comey, and we took him to task when he wouldn't confirm to Trey Gowdy that there would be an investigation of the leaks. That James, there are reports out there circulating now that James Comey didn't want to investigate the leaks in the Trump administration. He didn't want to investigate those leaks. He didn't want those perpetrators found. He wanted them to be able to keep on leaking classified information to harm Trump. He also resisted the unmasking probe. Listen to this. Everything that has been indicated to me is that the investigation will continue and it may wrap up at some point soon this year. Uh, The investigation she's talking about is the Trump-Russia collusion investigation. It's going to go on. Again, Susan Collins said yesterday, we didn't fire the entire FBI. We fired the director. The FBI is going to continue to do its caseload. So uh, Democrats are praying their constituency doesn't realize that, but uh, the investigation, such as it is, will continue. But the accusation against the former FBI director, and this comes mostly from Republicans, is that he has been sort of slow walking records about the Americans who were identified or unmasked in these intelligence reports and providing them to Congress. And the reason that's a big deal is that everyone in the IC and the intelligence community knows that there is no bigger, deeper, wider, more extensive paper trail than there is when you unmask or identify an American citizen. Meaning that it's, it's not at all easy to cover it up. As a matter of fact, it's nearly impossible to cover up your involvement in unmasking. So the only recourse you have is to simply not turn over the files. And this is what Comey's been up to. And it should not take months. It should take weeks, if not the course of several days, to know who was unmasked and who made those requests. And that has not been provided to Congress based on our reporting. Why? Why is that that information is at his fingertips? It's wide. It's extensive. It's highly documented. Why has James Comey stonewalled the Congress in figuring out who unmasked as as Circa News is reporting today, folks, not uh, 654 Americans, but actually triple that. The Obama administration said, oh, we only unmasked 654 Americans. Well, no, it was 2,232. Gee, I. Is anybody out there else besides me amazed that the Trump, I'm sorry, the Obama administration lied? Of course not. That's what that's what they did for their entire occupation of the Oval Office. Put a wrap on the show coming up next, folks. It's the Chris Salcedo show here on The Blaze. He is quickly becoming the left's favorite pinata. Only problem is this pinata hits back. Chris Salcedo on the Blaze Radio Network.
You're listening to the Latino conservative, Chris Salcedo, on the Blaze Radio Network. Let's end the program with some uh, things other than Comey. I know you guys are probably getting Comey fatigue at this point. Uh, we, we long keep our, our eyes on what's happening on, on college campuses. This is the future, after all. And I don't mind telling you that I'm very disturbed by what we see on college campuses. In particular, in one of the Ivy League schools, Harvard uh, writes the Daily Caller. Harvard uh, plans to have a black-only graduation ceremony later this May. Approximately 125 students will participate in this ceremony, which took over a year to plan. The event is supposed to celebrate how black students have succeeded in higher education. Let me, um, let me replace the first stanza with, with some different words. Hispanic Harvard graduate students plan to host a Latino-only graduation ceremony later in May. Is that okay? Is that still okay? Let me, let me swap out another word. How about white Harvard graduate students plan to host an all-whites graduation ceremony later in May. Is that okay? Oh, oh, that ceases to be okay when it's all white. It's okay when it's all black. It's okay when it's all Latino. I would submit to you that none of them are right or are correct. I would submit to you that if you're going to stand up for equality, if you're going to stand up for unity among peoples of the United States, here's a, here's a really good place to start. Why don't you stop being racist? This blacks-only graduation is racist. Quote, this is an opportunity to celebrate Harvard's black excellence and black brilliance. What are, what are you saying, Michael Hudgens, master's student? What are you saying? That only blacks are brilliant? That only blacks have excellence? Is that what you're saying? So, you know, I'm just, I'm using the left wing. Their logic against them, which is... <laughs> Very flawed logic. Students raised over $27,000 to cover the cost of the ceremony and its reception. They hope to have another black-only ceremony next year that will include undergraduate students as well. So, (laughs) Harvard liberals' solution to racism in this country and for equality in this country is to go back to segregation. That's what this is. This is a segregated graduation ceremony. And I, like I said, I, I'm a, of a mind, if you, if you want to battle racism, the first step, I think, in any, any program like this is stop being racists. And this is racists. I'm sorry. There's no other way to look at it. All right, folks. Oh, oh one more thing. Well, now I'm not going to be able to get to it. The music's already playing. We'll save it for tomorrow. Don't worry. I want you guys to remember this. Until we visit once again, a society's worth isn't measured by how much power is seized by government, but rather how much power is reserved for we the people. Great day, everybody. One step closer to the weekend. Hallelujah. See you tomorrow. 888-900-3393. The Chris Salcedo Show. On the Blaze Radio Network.